get your head in the game, coach. You're about to get your audio dose of softball inspiration. I'm Melanie Rushing. And I'm Alicia Smith. And we help softball teams win more games and have more fun. Right now, you're joining thousands of passionate coaches across the nation who are dragging the field, prepping for the day, or driving to that other job while they learn and grow as a coach. So if you're ready to learn how to build a strong team culture, get your players to believe, and make a real difference in their lives, you're in the right place. This is the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast. We've got a return guest here today. Super excited to have him back to give us some updates and more ideas for helping our players, whether or not they're right there in front of us. So I'm super excited to have Stephen Goody here from Pocket Radar. Welcome. Thanks, Melanie. I'm really glad to be back. I uh, always love to, you know, share everything with the folks out there and, and talk about, uh, you know, anything relevant that helps people out. So glad to be back. Awesome. All right. So for anyone who doesn't know, can you tell us a little bit more about the smart coach, your latest radar and video? It's the coolest thing, guys. Just, just listen. Yeah. Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah. Our, um, our smart coach radar uh, with its companion app has been out for over two years now, a little over two years, and it's our flagship product. We have a number of other sports radars we've introduced in the past, so this is our latest and greatest, and it's the first time we've actually uh, added an app. So now on your smartphone or your tablet, you can have this whole new capability that, that uh, the device can give for you. And really it's about um, you know capturing your performance and, and monitoring your performance, storing it, sharing it, so, you know, we're at the heart of it. It's a radar gun that measures your pitching speeds, throwing speeds, uh, exit velocities when you hit. Uh, and so the, the new system allows you to, you know, attach that to your phone and effectively makes the radar gun like a, a Bluetooth accessory, like a pair of headphones to your iPhone or something like that, or your Android phone. Uh, so it's like that. It attaches by Bluetooth. Really easy to attach it. Uh, to our app, and then once you, and you don't have to do that, you can still use it like a standalone radar gun if you want to, just for a quick draw measurement behind the backstop. Uh, but as soon as you set it up uh, on a tripod and make it stationary, one of the big things we heard people wanted was to make this sort of a tool that you can use on your own when you're by yourself. And it seems like in COVID times, this is uh, very appropriate. Um, so if, whether you're in your backyard doing a, you know, doing a bullpen or a hitting session, or just trying to capture some of your great performances on your own and, and store them away. Um, the app, when it's set up with your phone, you can set it up on tripods or something so that the, it runs automatically. And once it's activated, uh, it the phone can you know capture your speeds and store them in your user account. And they can, it can do everything from shout them out to you over a speaker on your phone audibly or in your, your, your AirPods, you know, in your ear privately, or, or uh, it can display it graphically on the screen of your pad or your your phone, you know, a numerical readout like a display sign. The app does that by itself. Uh, and then the really cool feature is the video feature. If you activate the video part of it, then it uses your your camera and your phone or your tablet to automatically create little eight second video clips. And so the radar is used to sort of make that happen automatically. So every time you throw or hit, uh, the software knows how to say, uh, oh, you want a video of that throw or hit. So then it creates a little clip that's six seconds of your body motion before your release or your hit, and then two seconds of follow through uh, on the video. And those videos are just stored on your phone. Uh, so you can throw a whole bullpen, come back to your device, and every single pitch will be there with its own eight second clip that you can review in your history and share, uh, like you would share any video clip. You can just hit share, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, Twitter, 
uh, email it, put it on your Google Drive, anything you share, and uh, uh, any videos you try to share a normal way, you share that way. And so now it's become sort of a, oh, and you can also label the thing. So you can have a couple of tags and say, you know, oh, this was, you know, you know, this was uh, Cindy's, you know, throwing session and have her name in it. Or, and you can say, oh, it was mound throwing or it was flat ground or it was hitting. You can label them. So when you go back in history, you not only see the video and the speed, but you'll have some labels. And that's very useful. You can export that too. So the power of this is, uh, especially with COVID, it allows you to do all kinds of new things. So you can use that to sort of create an actual record of your performances for uh, you know, sharing with that coach you're trying to talk, talk, talk to about, you know, wanting to come to their program, whether to be on their team. So now you can use it for sort of promoting yourself for recruitment. You could just put it on your family's Facebook page and say, I just, for the first time, threw this velocity or hit this speed, share it with friends, uh, you know, on social, whatever, you know, put it on TikTok. I don't know, you know, <laughs> put it anywhere. Um, and then uh, we found that during this time, and it was always true, uh, remote coaching is possible. So you can do a workout and then you can send the coach a clip of whatever you just did and say, hey, coach, uh, you know, I worked on what you said and I tried to do it and here's what showed up. Here's the videos. Let me send you one of these clips. We have people that are doing that. that are uh, coaches that are running their entire coaching business remotely over the smart coach platform and athletes that are getting coached that way and teams that are extending their practice sessions that way. You know, so everything that was in person now could be you know, to a large degree virtualized, you know, using this platform, which was a wonderful, you know, nice advantage for this time, especially when people were isolated, uh, it kept people going. Even uh, in the MLB draft, there was a few choices that happened because the guys were working out with this, this technology and one guy got signed because he could throw 105 miles an hour. So that was a fun MLB story there. Uh, and we saw some clips show up with this 105 mile an hour speed on. It's like, wow, this is impressive. Uh, so any of that remote recruitment, practice training, uh, even fun, you know, just sharing, you can do even competitive things for fun, right? You know, give each other some, you know, <laughs> a hard time for, you know, look what I just did, you know, you just with your friend or whatever, your teammates, you know, I just hit this, check this out, you know? Um, and so, yeah, that's the platform, uh, you know, it's 400 bucks, so it's super affordable, the app's free, uh, it's on the Apple store and the Play Store. Um, so uh, it's really sort of taken what was once a pocket-sized radar gun and turned it into an entire system to help you with your development, recruitment, sharing, and fun. Uh, and there's more coming in the future. We have companies where that platform allow you to put velocities in streaming from a, a game. So there's companies that are doing streaming now of amateur games. I worked with a few that were just early in this, but allows you to have the pocket radar velocities right in the live stream of the game. So it looks like a TV broadcast where the pitch speeds are live come up with the box scores right there from the live broadcast. And the platform allows these kinds of things as well, which is new for us as well. So it's really, really expanded the, uh, the value of, of the platform for people and allows them to do a lot more uh, for a real affordable price, super easy to use. So that's, uh, that's sort of the overview you know, of, of this new smart coach platform. Uh, and we still have the, the reliable ball coach product. It's the, you know, just no app support on that one, but it's still a reliable radar gun. A little cheaper, but it doesn't give you all the extra capabilities. So, so that's, and we're always innovating. So we're, we're, we're working on all kinds of new things as well. So there's, there's always will be more coming. Uh, so, but um, yeah, that's that summary. So good. Oh, I'm so excited. This is oh, another time when I'm like, why am I not coaching right now? I want to use this. <laughs> Heads up, running a competition is what we'd be giving away one of these guys. So keep an eye out for yeah. that. I'll talk about it more at the end of this. Um, but 
I wanted to also throw in from a college coaching perspective, I was D3. So if I was still a D3 coach, I could at least go out and recruit right now, but we all know it's different. And if anyone is interested in going to play for D1 right now, they're still on lockdown. So having something like this from my perspective was it kind of helped with the trust factor because not like many people are going to like lie about their stats, but they get tweaked and inflated. But when you have something that's reliable that you know works well, it's so nice to be able to just see that number like, okay, yes, this is the range that'll work great for our competition. This will keep this player strong when they're on our team. Uh, would you mind sharing the story you've already shared with us before we start recording my yeah, bad yeah. Um, about how you can use this for recruiting too? Yeah, actually that's a really important point is that we intentionally put our logo in this little black graphic box with the velocity in these video clips automatically. So they become part of the video itself because all of our college coaches told us, you know, well, I'm using your product and I have been for years and I trust your speeds. So we sort of thought of it backwards and went, well, you know, they said they'd like to see velocities with videos. And that's one of the reasons we created it. So now when a recruit sends this clip with this logo, then that coach that uses our product can trust it. So it's become this like uh, stamp of uh, certification of accuracy, which, you know, not just a marketing thing. It's, it's literally a certification so that the people that you look at the clips trust the velocity. And we've heard that countless times. And but, yeah, the story you're referring to was, um, a gal, uh, I think her name was Emily, that um, unfortunately at COVID, she was about to start her recruiting adventure when that all started. And I don't know exact timing, but she was just distraught and very upset that she was about to go to a bunch of showcases and, you know, have coaches come and see her. And she was a good player. She's a pitcher as well. Uh, so she was just devastated when everything shut down. Uh, she thought that her college dreams had been dashed and wasn't sure where she, when she'd ever get back to it. Um, and, uh, but she owned the smart coach and, and I guess her and her dad went out uh, onto a field uh, and is created a bunch of, created a bunch of these clips you know, of her hitting and, and pitching abilities, throwing uh, and created sort of a recruitment package based on just, you know, using the smart coach in the app and the video clips. And I'm sure they, you know, included some bio info and everything she needed to do. And they sent it around and sent it out to all the coaches she had been sort of considering. And I guess she had some dialogue or initially with a few of them and not really anything, no, no, no chance for them to see her yet. Um, sent these out and she got offers from like three or four colleges to, to invite it to join the team based on that alone. And uh, so they she called us up and I think her mom called us or something and, and, and thanked us and said, wow, you just saved the day. You know, this technology allowed us to, you know, really, really uh, turn something around completely from what we thought was a really sad situation to something that was a wonderful celebration. Uh, and so that was really, we love getting feedback. I mean, the real reason we're doing all of this, honestly, is to make a positive difference out there for people's lives. And so, you know, that's, that's the, the, you know, the heart of it is to get feedback, you know, from our customers that, you know, we've, we've changed their lives for the better and helped them out. And so we love hearing stories like that. And we get a lot of very similar stories of, uh, of this type of it making a difference somehow in, in an important way, whether it was a personal development goal to reach a certain milestone, whether it was recruitment, someone saw me, or I just had fun and I competed. I mean, it, it's just really been very obvious. It's helped in a lot of ways. And it, uh, it helps accelerate development as well because it can give you, that's one of the things people don't know, it can give you a lot of really accurate, quick feedback when you're working on a new skill or improving the skill you have uh, it like no other thing, the videos plus these velocities and the call outs can allow you to have a live 
sort of self-assessment thing going on. So you can take what the coach is telling you and validate that it's working. Uh, and with a coach there present, it even accelerates that lesson, you know, a lot too, because everybody gets the objective information and see, oh, this caused that. Oh, okay. That kind of body mechanics caused this outcome. Now we know we don't have to debate, debate it or have a subjective argument for half an hour about whether that sounded better, you know what I mean? Uh, or seemed to be better. Now you just move on with the next step. And so it's a real efficiency tool too for coaching and for your own practicing. Last year, before, you know, because we didn't have a season in 2020, but in, in 2019, I, I used I used the smart coach because I I love it. And after we first met you and, and talked to you, I went, I obviously went out and got one right away. But the interesting thing is I found um kind of what you mentioned before is competition because competition is, is so important also to the development, but like you mentioned, it's fun. And I think when you're really working to interject fun into practice in a different way, you can use the tool, right. To be able to um, interject that. So one of the exercises or one of the um, drills that we did had everything to do with exit velocity. Yeah. And these kids just, holy cow, the way they love to compete was so much fun. And I had, one of my high school kids who's now in college was in the seventies. I can't remember exactly what it was, but boy, was everyone in there trying as hard as they could. And it was just so much fun to see, but it was also an encouraging team building exercise, which I think if you can, as a coach, really plan the activity to get all of those pieces out of it, it, it really can be a fun way to use your technology. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because uh, I've heard that from so many coaches, whether it's a team coach or a private coach, you know, an academy, um, all kinds of statements around the fun and the motivation dimensions of it. When you get, you know, objective information, uh, you know, then, then, you know, if you're an athlete and you're, especially if you're an elite athlete, you know, you're really competing against yourself all the time to better yourself. And so there's this morale motivation thing. I've had a lot of coaches saying, man, once I start introducing this kind of measurement into the coaching session, my kids are working harder than ever. And, and they're just more fired up to, to keep going through the lesson rather than some lull in the middle where they're getting tired. It just keeps motivation high. And it keeps people honest because, you know, the coach can say, hey, come on, I know you can do better than this. You know, what's going on here? And they, it's sort of an obvious, you know, self-correction. Like, oh, yeah, I, I am slacking off here. It's obvious because I'm five miles an hour lower than I know I could be. And you pick it up. And then the fun of competition, I've heard that a lot, where they get a bunch of people together hitting exit velocities or something going, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to one-up them. And, and it just creates this whole fun competition thing going. And it makes it a lot more fun just to do the, the, the hitting workout, you know, where it was sort of drudgery before some coaches have said, yeah, it used to be dreaded and now it's enjoyed and loved, you know, and it's changed the, you know, making coaches' lives easier. Uh, and I've heard some coaches say it stops a lot of arguments with uh, other stakeholders, parents or otherwise, who saying like, look, we don't have to debate about it anymore. These are the numbers. And, you know, at the tryout, this didn't work out because this is where it landed. And, you know, you can work on this and, you know, you have a, a, a creative, positive conversation rather than a big, you know, finger pointing exercise of why I should have gotten what, you know. Um, so it, it puts some objectivity into somewhat difficult topics uh, where it needs it uh, too, not to mention the fun. So. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> just had this conversation actually with Alicia for business stuff, how I'm classic overthinker um, and data helps me stop that. <laughs> Because when you're overthinking, you're just, it's anyone who's just trying to do well or trying to help someone do well, you have too many thoughts going in your head. And then before you know it, you're going based on feel. Yeah. It feels like the right thing to do. This feels good. This feels all right. When 
really that's kind of a 50-50 shot <laughs> whether it's going to be accurate. So having this data is a really good way to help overthinkers stay on track. So like you said with the efficiency thing, I love that piece. In fact, that feeling, there's a, a subtle thing here, but it's really cool. Everybody that's done anything in sports knows this at some point is that uh, efficiency of body mechanics is you know smooth action, right? So the, the human mind often fools people in that violent attempt to hit the heck out of the ball or throw it. You know, they would swear that that was the faster, better outcome. But then you put the, the speed on it, accurately measured, and you find out that that thing that seemed effortless was your best performance. And that's counterintuitive because your body's telling you that a violent feeling is must be powerful. Well, all that means is all that energy that went in making your, your body feel that violence, you know, and that thrashing, was, was energy that could have gone onto the ball and made your body calm and smooth. And so this is a, one of those really cool counterintuitive things I love from a physics point of view, you know, from a science point of view, this is not intuitive. Um, uh, so it's a cool little factoid about smooth and effortless is powerful. I love those things. When you're, yeah. oh, I, I still think science is magic. <laughs> my brain can't quite wrap around most scientific things so mm -hmm. uh having these things show up and be proven wrong i'm like ooh, that's cool <laughs> yeah 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 and it, it just clarification i love i mean because i'm a technical person i love clarity of, of information you know and everybody ultimately does you know it just stops a lot of wasted effort and energy and and, and, and so it's you know information is great and like with any technology or anything you know, knowing how to use that information is crucial is crucially important, right? You, you know, information for information's sake is can is not necessarily useful at all, and sometimes used wrong. You know, uh, you know, like like having a throwing contest where kids ruin their arms trying to one up each other. You know, is an example of the wrong way to use this technology, right? Uh, hitting it's hard to hurt yourself trying to hit, really, and um, uh, but you know that's why you know smart coaches don't let. You know, people use uh, velocity measurement equipment for throwing contests because the exuberance, especially for young kids, you know, they don't know how to control themselves. They end up hurting them themselves. So it's really about, you know, a lot of people, you know, give uh, bad sort of uh, labels to radar technology in general because of those reasons. But once again, it's just about knowing smartly how to deploy this for the, for the right productive reasons and not deploy it in areas where people are going to use it wrong. It's like any technology can be misused. And that's one of my biggest things that saddens me is that people leap to that and they want to throw it all away because, oh, I've saw, I heard something bad happen with this because some kid hurt themselves trying to throw too fast. It's like, well, who was coaching them? And who gave them that, te that technology and who, who didn't do a good job in educating them? You know what I mean? Because, I mean, a hammer is a great tool for building a house, but you can hurt yourself with a hammer. <laughs> so, you know, who gives a, a three-year-old a hammer, right? Hey, here, have fun, right? <laughs> So it's the same thing. Tools are great when you uh, are taught how to use them and respect them and, and how to use them properly. So I, I like I said, it makes me sad when people don't recognize that big picture view of tools. <laughs> and I think the last time you were on our podcast, we talked about something that I never thought of as a coach, but as an excellent tool, another tool to use technology and your tools, right, in order to prevent injury. It's a good yes. way to prevent yes. injury. So could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, one of the wonderful hidden other value things is that uh, and I'm not an expert in biophysiology and injury prevention, but I've read enough from people that are like, you know, people like Tom House and others and, and other folks at the, uh, what are the ASMI? Um, there's been lots of medical studies that 
have shown that um, fatigue is one of the best early indicators that an injury might, might be coming. And so, well, how can you measure fatigue indirectly like in a game? Well, if you're a pitcher, watching a fastball velocity trail off, you know, any by any uh, means fatigue is setting in. And so, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that have studied how to use monitoring the velocities as a way to get an early indicator that something might be uh, up. And so, especially if pitch count is the thing that's being used as a core proxy for that, because if someone's got uh, already a stress injury going on or they're fatigued already because they were wrestling or something, I don't know, you know, you know, um, who knows what they're doing, moving, moving houses, you know, whatever, but they've already fatigued their muscles. And so even though they're only halfway through the pitch count, you know, their velocity is falling off dramatically. Well, maybe they need to come out of the game now, not, not uh, when they hurt themselves later, 20 pitches later. So this is a lot of coaches have told me stories about how, um, in fact, some people are looking at, you know, taking our technology and technologies like ours and using it to formalize a tool to actually use these measurements as a way to formally monitor health, uh, to say, okay, this pitcher needs to leave the game now based on these metrics and this, these, uh, the characteristics we're seeing in the velocity of the fastball or other things. And there's people who know a lot more about than I do about how to make those assessments, but the data is the anchor for this and our products can give you that data. So I know coaches and parents, in fact, we've had a few call us and said, you saved my kid's arm because I was, uh, you know, that person that was measuring everything. And I saw something weird in my kids throwing and, um, they were falling off. And so, you know, we, we interrupted to, you know, what was going on and checked into it. And sure enough, went to a doctor and found out, yeah, there was an injury about to happen. And we were saved from that injury because we did it early. We stopped early. And that literally people have called us up at least once or twice and said that, you know, that happened. They saved a medical injury from happening, prevented a medical injury from happening. So I'd love to do more of that formally. And we've got that kind of thing, you know, in our, in our future thoughts. So, you know, uh, and, and it's a way people can use our product today. If they do it manually themselves, they can just monitor this. And the smart coach is a great way to do it. Cause it's, you know, it allows you to conveniently look at the speeds that are coming across, you know, every pitch. And so you can, you know, you can have a parent or somebody sitting there monitoring that for that purpose alone, you can have a health monitor person assigned to watch the velocities. You know, I can see to be in a new role, you're scoring the game and you're, paying attention to each pitcher, maybe making some notes on the score sheet of, you know, where their fastball velocity is sitting and, 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 and he said, Oh, what's going on with this pitcher? Hmm. Um, not to mention I had a related story. Uh, one, one person was a real fanatic. They started pulling their pitchers out, not only because of health reasons, but this person was one of trying to win more games. So they actually started pulling their pitchers out and they had more than one good pitcher, luckily. So they were able to realize that, during those fatigue moments where it was when all the hits were happening as well. So uh, another advantage was pull the pitchers out, not only to prevent injury, but to prevent some extra hits from occurring. This person actually measured this over a season and found out they, they lowered the other team's uh, collective batting average by 100 by making sure the pitchers were always put in a little earlier, a little fresher. And so those little windows of, of lagging velocity and control uh, you know, didn't allow those extra hits to happen. Uh, so there's some very pragmatic, you know, sort of uh, competitive things you can use that information for as well. If you have a, if you have a whole bullpen, <laughs> you know. Sure. 
And I think, I, I hope a lot of uh, coaches, especially of younger kids are, are listening because I've gotten um, over my coaching career, plenty of parents contacting me because my players are now on a travel team, for example. Mm-hmm. And they're asking me, coach, is it okay that after she just threw 24 innings yesterday and 10 this morning and she's going in again? And, and I just, I mean, that boggles my mind because that's a, not only, that's just beyond excessive. Yeah. And I, it needs to be, you know, kind of reeled in in a different, in a much different way. That, I mean, that's yeah. like I said, it's very excessive, but this would be, I like that story about the coach being able to actually do it and monitor the kids throughout the season because, because it's a, it's a plus for actually pulling your pitcher and mixing it up a little bit. Yeah. And all travel organizations have multiple pitchers, but you, yeah. you hear time and time again, there was a, there was a, a uh, player that lived up north who was an excellent pitcher as a freshman in high school and she kept pitching all high school right into travel and she ended up having Tommy John surgery, which that's the first softball player I've ever heard. I'm sure there's been more, but it's yeah. the first player I have ever heard that had that type of injury. And I can only imagine um, how useful this could be for coaches, especially with high school, because there's so many games back to back and travel because they're all in a four to five day window. Right. So thank you for sharing that. I think it's really important that coaches hear that part. Yeah, no, it's, there's so many uses. In fact, that's our biggest challenge is it's really hard. And you know, I'm so so fortunate you, you and others are trying to get the word out there about all this, you know, helping Uh, it's the education gap is that, People unfortunately, you know, see the name of our company or the product, and they go, "Oh, radar!" And then within three seconds, they they leap to a conclusion. Oh, that's for recruitment and scouting, and you know, the rarefied academies that use that equipment, or my coach. But they don't understand that it has all these other incredible values for them, you know, at home, you know, with their team. And and this is our biggest challenge is to, you know, put out that education out there that it's it's the number one thing you should buy. And here's, here's one of the things we hear all the time is like, oh, my kids are little. There's no reason to be concerned about velocity. It's like, well, yeah, there is. Uh, not only because of the injury thing, but because um, there's no better way when you're learning the beginning of the fundamentals of body mechanics. We have people that are eight, nine, 10 years old using this as a t- teaching tool to illustrate to them, not so much what the number is, but you did that swing correctly or that pitch or that throw you're, you know, you're listening to the coach and they're telling you how to do it for the first time or how to improve and having those velocity numbers as a way to know whether you got that correct or not. You know, that feedback, once again, it's like, like even an eight year old, like a, you're trying to swing the bat for the first time properly and you have a breakthrough and then the number went up. And I've done it with little organizations, little kids where they didn't tell them the numbers because they maybe they weren't mature enough to not turn it into a competitive game with their with their friend. And so, but the coach said, well, that was better. You know, it went up a certain amount, you know? And so you did do the right swing then. Then the coach knew also, oh, that really was better by one mile an hour or two. And they don't even have to tell the kid that. They can just say, now I know with certainty that was a better uh, set of body mechanics. And so your hitting's coming along or make the conversation easier. You know, if there's a big argument, well, no, I know coach, it, I had a famous example. It was in baseball where he was throwing sidearm, pitching sidearm over, you know, instead of overhand. Uh, and he swore because it felt violent that he was a faster pitcher of sidearm. Well, his dad borrowed one of our products early on. And after five pitches of showing quite a few miles an hour more on the overhand throws, it felt smooth and easy. Uh, the kid never threw sidearm again. Uh, and that was just information to help with the coaching to say, look, it's information. Uh, and you never would have guessed this, but you're five miles an hour faster overhand. 
You know what I mean? And it feels like it's slower, but it's not. <laughs> so it applies to hitting and fielding. So that's the thing that if people could realize that this kind of technology is an incredibly important training tool, especially in the modern era where data is becoming front and center for many reasons, uh, you might as well jump into it and use it the right way. And, you know, even basic beginning skills should, I believe, have video and velocities as part of it used use properly as a great teaching tool. You know, it's like, I'm sure if you're a gymnast, you know, video of yourself performing or, you know, all kinds of athletics where you want to watch your body mechanics and your form. If there's a ball involved, you want to see what's happening on the ball because the outcome is to make that go faster or further or whatever. Uh, so it's, it's just more insight and, um, you know, it's just sort of obvious if you think critically about, well, information's a valuable tool, then, um, then it's like, you know, I, I simple analogy, but it'd be like being a car, you're a coach. It'd be like being a carpenter without a tape measure. I can build that house by guesstimation of cutting those boards and trimming and sort of feeling my way through it and probably do it, probably actually build a house with no tape measure, you know, being clever about you know, relative measurements against other boards I cut. That's sort of how coaching's done without that data, you know, sort of subjectively with a little bit of, uh, so it's like, of course you need a tape measure. <laughs> so every coach should have the tape measure of a, you know, a, a product that can measure these speeds. Uh, so, yeah. And so a, a part of these interviews and, and these, these media things are great to help get the word out, um, you know, on these kinds of things. So I, I appreciate that, but, um, yeah. And I think my favorite thing about your product in particular, nothing against any other product, but it keeps it simple and direct enough to where it's not overwhelming for the coaches. Like there's other amazing technologies out there that even I am like, I would spend too much time on that. <laughs> like it would just take too much to analyze. <laughs> like it just is too complicated. We don't need to be focusing on all that, but this gives you the most important data quickly and oh my gosh, I just, just the eight second thing, <laughs> the eight second clips. I'm like, ah, oh, thank goodness. Cause how many hours did I spend? Oh, it saves all, that, through. all yes. that editing time. You know, yes. all that editing time. And actually you mentioned something that is so, so near and dear to our hearts and that we believe that if we don't build, I mean, one of the founding principles of the company, honestly, was if it isn't simple and easy to use, you know, why bother? I mean, because you know, simplicity and ease of use uh, really is is the critical thing as to whether someone uses it or not. And there are lots of sports technology products on the market today that when I do my own informal uh, polls, if you will, of people out there, do you use one of those or one of these? And they're like, well, they had the pro player hired to say it was great. And I bought one because I thought it was going to be great. Or someone told me I should, but I tried to use it or I used it once. And I can't figure out how to make this part of my coaching or part of my play, my development work. I, I just, and they come up short and it's simply, I mean, simply said, they, the usability wasn't addressed enough. Uh, and, and what's misleading is a lot of times companies will produce a product where at the highest level in the sport, at D1 or academies where there's expert coaches and staff members, they use those tools effectively. They know how to interpret that data, how to deploy the technology correctly. So those are the power users that can get lots of values out of all this different sports technology. But when they think it's gonna trickle down to the backyard, there's a giant concrete wall in the way and it's called usability. It's like, okay, you may understand the five different metrics this device tells you, you know, these data points around different measurements of some sort, 
But unless you know how to interpret that data into some actionable plan, then it's actually counterproductive because it's confusing and overwhelming and baffling. And so, you know, I hear people say, just throw up their hands going, I ran away from it because it was, it was intimidating and it was confusing. It made me feel stupid. You know, it's like, and I don't know what to do with this. So, you know, a lot of sports technology companies sort of been, are really not concentrating enough on, you know, usability. And so as we make more advanced solutions like this app, we spent a better part of a year just sort of putting in front of coaches and athletes' faces and saying, does this app make sense to you? You know, does it seem like it's easy to make those videos? Do you know how to make the video happen? I mean, just simple usability, like what button do I touch to make something happen? You know, all these silly little choices, you know, in an app that make it impossible to use versus intuitive to use. And our, our, our benchmark was, if I can put it in somebody's hand and not tell them anything, can they stumble through it in a few minutes and figure out all the core value features? And if they can, uh, on the average, most people can stumble through it in a few minutes and figure it out, then we've got it. Because people aren't going to read the instructions. They're going to play with it, figure it out. Uh, people don't read nowadays, and they just want to try it out, especially software and apps. Just I'll just open it up and start poking around and see what I can figure out. Uh, and so it, I'll tell you, it challenges tremendously to figure out how to do that and how to achieve that goal. Things that you think are obvious when you built the thing <laughs> aren't obvious to other people. <laughs> so uh, that is something we pride ourselves on and trying to make uh, simple and easy to use products. Uh, it's, I think, one of the cornerstones of our, our brand, actually. And you have succeeded, sir. Oh, thank you. You've done the same thing, even not with technology. <laughs> We've overcomplicated, gotten like, yeah. what? This, we thought it made sense. <laughs> yep. And it, it puts an extra burden on us because as we do more advanced technologies, which we will do, I'm sure, and you know, it, it, it automatically forces you into complexity. There's no way out of that. So how do you make it more complicated, but simplify it? That's a really hard problem. So it gives us a lot to work on. You know, how, do you, how do you make complicated things simple to use? And when they're getting more complicated. <laughs> so. Yep. And you just defined coaching. <laughs> right. Right. What does a coach do? A brilliant coach takes complex ideas and makes them digestible and bite-sized pieces and puts a little motivation and leadership in there as well. And some fun. Make it fun. And that is a wrap for today. I don't know about you, but I want to be that kind of coach he's talking about. So if you enjoyed this episode and want to help us reach more sweet spotters like you, we are running a giveaway. I hinted at this earlier, but here are the details. Between now, Monday, October 19th, and next Monday, October 26th at midnight EST, you have a chance to win your very own Smart Coach Radar. All you have to do is follow these three simple steps. Number one, head to Facebook and like today's post. Number two, leave a comment with your takeaway from the episode. And number three, hit that share button and send it to a friend you think would also enjoy the episode or our show in general. That's all I got for you today. Thank you again for joining us and have a good one.